Welcome to another week of the Fiber Coven podcast. We're so happy to be here with you. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with the Cupcake. Hooray! And then we don't have any news for you this week. Been all quiet around here. So we can start off with our finished objects. We're going to talk about some yarny stuff first. Then we'll get into some wishy stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you finish anything? I did. (gasps) It's... Socks. Socks. The socks. You you went through those so fast. I did. I knit these very fast. Um, They're very autumnal. They're very autumnal. This is the uh, Queensland collection Perth uh, Mm -hmm. in some autumn-y colorway. Who knows what autumn-y colorway. But yeah, they're just vanilla socks. Uh, They're going to be... It looks like the the color fading in the marl is in the ply. It's kind of barber pulled. Yes. Yes, it is Mm -hmm. in the ply. And at some points, the plies are fairly similar. So it's like more seamless. And then at other points, it's more like Marley. Mm-hmm. Very similar to how Crazy Zauber Ball knits up. Uh, but I really like nice. how they turned out. And mm-hmm. uh, this is largely due to watching so much She-Ra and then so much Lego Masters in the past few weeks. <laughs> and how did you like that yarn? Tell, tell me more. I really liked this yarn. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed how it knit up and uh, it's it's pretty soft. I think it turns out a little bit softer than Crazy's Albert Ball. I'll have to report back on how well it holds up because mm-hmm. I do think Crazy's Albert Ball is one of my most hard wearing sock yarns and mm-hmm. that my Zauber Ball socks like really hold up for many years. So we'll see how this uh, does. But I think it's it's a very nice commercial sock yarn. It's It's very... It's wooly. It's a little bit fuzzier than like some other commercial mm-hmm. sock yarns. You can kind of see the halo. Oh yeah, there, very close. It's very mm-hmm. rustic a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think that it is only a two ply, so we'll see how that holds up. Yeah, they look gorgeous. Thanks. I f- I finished two little somethings. What did you I finish? My flower moon and my strawberry moon pouches. These are from our Power of the Full Moon Club. These are from quarter two. I finally finished my quarter two pouches. I think that's great. So the first one is the flower moon pouch, which I did in the flower moon colorway, which is a light lavender with purple and earthy speckles. And it's really good for pens or if you have some skinny glasses. It's really cute. Emily did some embroidery on it, but I was lazy. I was contemplating doing some like moon phases in in duplicate stitch on the back but I haven't done that yet yeah it could and it's got this cute little closure with just a little flap with a band you can tuck under it it's really nice and simple and then and then the strawberry moon pouch it's so cute honestly you should do one in orange for to make it look like a little pumpkin Ooh, I should do a little pumpkin one because it's got the little like pokey out bits that kind of look pumpkin-y. Yes, it's pumpkin shaped. Mm-hmm. So it starts out just like a flat circle and then you do some cute little decreases so that the neck of it is close and then you put a little handle and I just I just want to fill it with like figs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like <sighs> it's a little mini foraging bag. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little mini foraging bag. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to imagine that you use it. You might use it for your eggs. 
I did fit six eggs inside of it. I wanted to see how many eggs would fit in it. So yeah, it could be a good egg bag. I am not currently using any of my moon pouch, except I do have my tarot deck in the tarot deck size one because I really wanted it because I was going to take a picture mm-hmm. of all of them at the end of the year. So I didn't want them to get dirty or anything, but I do you think it would be a little egg bag. poopy eggs? No. <laughs> <laughs> Emily has chickens and her eggs come out all natural, not clean like in a grocery store. Yes, yes. They get, you know. Mm-hmm chickens they're dirty (laughs) i mean i i don't think i could pass some things through any of my or if i and have it come out clean either so it's not just chickens yeah i think they also just like step on them a lot and that is where that comes from Mm -hmm. but i'm just tickled pink with the little strawberry moon bag and like i said i think you should do one in orange i should that would be really cute and i could do you could do the strap in green too yeah, that would be really cute. You could eat, yeah. Gourds. You should, gourds. It's almost gourd season. We're I'm so, so excited. excited. <laughs> I'm ready for spooky season. I think I'm going to be basic and order Starbucks on Uber Eats tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Did you finish anything else? No. Well, what have you been working on then, my friend? Well, I finished a pair of socks, which means I needed a new pair of socks because that is the law of things. And I think you're going to be impressed with how big the sock is. It's almost a full sock, Emily. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Lego Masters. So I've been I have had Mm -hmm. to draw a lot. Uh, in the past week to like get the Kickstarter <laughs> updated and uh, that has been I haven't been paying attention to like TV and stuff while I'm drawing so the TV that I'm paying attention to I'm like really paying attention to it and just doing vanilla knitting which means this is how fast I actually knit when I'm not actually designing patterns while I'm knitting. So yeah, here's my sock. This is BAH Yarns, uh, Brenda and Heather Yarns, which is a local dyer um, to me. And Mm -hmm. uh, they have this, their logo is this cute little rainbow pride sheep. Mm -hmm. And this is To Go Boldly, which is their Star Trek colorway. Um, So you can see it has the little black Mm -hmm. breaking up bands of red gold and blue um, which are the different star trek uniforms and there's a little small stripe of yellow on each of them to represent the little badge on their uniforms Mm -hmm. so i think it's really cute um these are super cute these are for chad because he loves star trek so i got this yarn for him and this is their kraken base which i haven't worked with before it's 75 percent superwash merino wool and 25 percent nylon and something that mm-hmm. i like about brenda and heather yarns is they don't use the bases that like a lot of indie dyers use so they're mm-hmm. i don't know where they get their yarn from but they have like a targ heel base that is targy mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and nylon sock yarn and i really like that one uh that is what nice. i've knit with in the past from them it's a little bit stiffer than this this is a little bit more floppy um Mm -hmm. but this yarn is a lot i don't know if you can tell but it's like it's thicker than like the standard is it a two-ply it's not a two it's not a two-ply okay it appears to be a three-ply mm-hmm Yes, yeah. so that is not the 7525 base that everybody has. It's not. I can tell it's not. It feels different. Um, it feels mm-hmm. it feels plumper. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a little bit more like it's a bit more matte and less shiny 
than mm-hmm. the 7525 that like everyone uses. So it's fun mm-hmm. to knit with a different base. I, I really like how the Targ heel holds up. I don't know how this will hold up in comparison because it's Merino, not Targi. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I really like their self-striping colors. Um, it's super cute. Yeah, it, I could tell like I when I saw it in the skin, it was like, oh, yeah, I could see the Star Trekiness, but it looks so Star Trekky knit up. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They do have some really cute Star Wars colorways. I have a problem with Porgs one that I've been nice. hoarding for a bit and they have a really good Boba Fett one that has nice. like different widths of bands like for different sections of his uniform it's really mm-hmm. like slick and nice um, but I'm just using a uh, nitpick stroll tonal that I had around mm-hmm. uh, in yellow for the contrast heel and cuff I had asked Lauren about this and my other option was brown and she said brown, but I defied her because I decided that Star Trek uniforms don't have any brown in them. It's a good point. Uh, but I thought that the yellow would be like kind of go with the yellow. Of I the think you made the right color. choice. Yeah. So that's that. Socks. Nice. Wonderful. You been working on anything else? Or just the sock? Uh, I have actually. I worked a bit on my waxing moon shawl. Mm-hmm. Which I will extract from its bag that has gotten a little too small for it. And you'll remember Ooh. I finished the like overall wedges. So all of the wedges mm-hmm. are done. And this is the 24 wedge version that I am mm-hmm. doing. So it's a full circle. I'm not connecting it like we talked about last time. It's more of a cape. But I am working on the knitted on border uh, that is included in the pattern. So Ooh. here it is. Oh my goodness. It is gorgeous and lacy. And it looks like you did a little I-cord bind off. Yes. So I did an I-cord bind off on this wedge and I went across mm-hmm. and then I did an I-cord cast on to get mm-hmm. to the border. So this is like matchy and the same. It's gorgeous. And now I'm just, you know, going along on my little lace border here and I'm going to do that mm-hmm. around the whole thing. So that'll take nice. a hot minute. Uh, it's so pretty and then i will do an i cord bind off Mm -hmm. shawl is huge (laughs) Uh, it is large and in charge i I dug mine out this week because i just finished dying up like the year has been dyed now and so i'm like getting excited to get back into it now that i've hoarded all the yarn for myself (laughs) yeah so i will do an i cord bind off on this last wedge so it's going to be like perfectly matchy on both sides and i think that will be really neat it's going to be nice to have a schlanket cape yeah. Yeah. It's just going to be like a little snuggy situation. I love it. I'm definitely thinking of dusting mine off really soon. Slash portable tent. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. That's I all just I've have, been working on. I just have the same things that I've been working on. So I have my aura sweater for Emily in the purple. But it got bigger. It did get bigger. I I don't know where I was at last time, but I have separated the sleeves now. And I I, I measured my boobs after we talked last week. So you were oh, able you have a new to measurement for, for me? No, no, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you're not right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it looks really good. I am almost ready to uh do the peplum. So and that will just be this will be my miles and miles of stock in that project because you essentially uh after you do some stuff that I don't want to give away because this is an awesome pattern that you should absolutely buy by Kinkopi. Yeah. You do the stuff for the peplum and the number of stitches pretty much doubles. So it's, it's going to be fun and fairly, and it actually, 
because I wanted maximum ease on mine and you want minimum ease on yours. And there's the pattern is like super duper sizable and customizable. Actually, yours is only one size up from mine. Oh, funky. Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Just thought like this is just an interesting, Mm -hmm. interesting thing that's going on. But yeah, so this is going to be my Uber vanilla project once I get to the peplum very shortly here, but it's, it's soft and making me happy. And this Surrey base is going so far. I'm still on my first game. It's so big. I know. I, I, on mine, which is, it's going to be essentially the same size, um, more or less as yours. Like I did some other stuff. Like I, I cast on the, the neck on a smaller needle for, so that it would hopefully sit better on you and not be off the shouldery like mine is. I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, mine, which is essentially the same size. I barely tapped into my third skein. Hmm. So I know this will, I'm sure this won't take all of a third skein. So it's coming along nicely. It's so cute. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. So we were just joking before we started recording. I want to knit all the things for Emily. I'm going to knit her samples in this sweater. Um, and I actually made some good progress on my socks that I was making. Mm-hmm. I got, I have a half object. Hooray. Yeah. Does it have a heel? Ob- no. It's a lie. (laughs) It's a lie. It's a tube. Mm -hmm. It's just a long bag of a tube. (laughs) You can put my hand all the way in. Huzzah! Uh, It's funny Uh, for my sweetie. And then last night I have a baby cast on the cup of the other ones. This is just some opal. Um, I got it several years ago at a corner store in Munich on our honeymoon. Adorable. <laughs> it was just like a little everything shop, and they had a little rounder full of yarn. And I don't, they speak like three words of German. And I, I don't know how I managed to like have that interaction where I purchased something, but I did. And it's just this really sweet little green and brown and orange thing going on. A delightful commercial sock yarn sock. Yay. I'm thinking that I might have enough yarn left over to do the heels in the same color, but I definitely want to do an afterthought heel so it doesn't break up the self-striping. Yep. That's all I've been working on. Cool. Oh, man. I did acquire some things this week. What did you acquire? Uh, I popped into my local yarn shop. Oh, yes. Who's the best? And I got some things for me and some things for everyone. Where did I put them? Where did they go? Oh, they're on my desk here. What do you want to see first? The things that are for giveaways or the things that are mine? Do giveaways first, then you. So the owner of Knits and Knots, Aubrey, she dyes Storyteller yarn. And hers are all one of a kind. She's the person who got me into dyeing, like all the love and support for Aubrey. Her colors are gorgeous. I picked up three mini skeins um, for giveaways. One is a kind of like, beachy vibe there's some scrubby greens and like shelly off whites and uh watery blues going on bird egg color yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and this one is like a grungy speckly lavender Mm -hmm. it's super pretty and this one's got some like mustards and some neon greens and some pinky purples going on really Mm -hmm. cute i love aubrey's aesthetic it's gorgeous so I got mini skeins and a couple other little notions, including this knitter tarot card inspired sticker. I saw those on her Instagram and I thought they were really cute. I got one for me too, for sure. And she's got a crochet one too. I just figure most of our crowd is knitters, mm-hmm. but you could definitely get those through 
her, or you could, um, if you go to the Knits and Knots Instagram account, they link the person who made it. I don't know who made it off the top of my head. So you can either get them through Knits and Knots or the original artist. Yay. Cool. So that's what I got for giveaway stuff. And then since the socks that I have cast on was my last pair of commercial self-stripe or my last skein of commercial self-striping, I had to get another skein. This is on light super sock, which is just another German mm-hmm. commercial self-striping and it's real colorful. It's got they look like they're gonna be pinks. Yeah, really Wild. exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little picture here shows them looking rather exciting. So it's good. I, I need a little joy in my sock knitting. Mm-hmm. And then lastly. Knits and Knots was having a trunk show in from Teal Torch Knits. And I got this pair. Ah! So this skein here, which is Rainbow Sherbert, caught my eye and I knew it had to be mine. It has got some bright pink and it, it looks like Rainbow Sherbert. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's got great speckles. It's gorgeous. And uh, Aubrey was helping me pick a skein to go with it because I'm trying to buy less single skeins of sock yarn. Granted, these are two single skeins of sock yarn, but they're kind of meant to be used together. I I don't know. So I was looking and I was picking out uh, um, a neutral, fr- not a neutral, a tonal from the same trunk show that was more in this like tealy colorway or like color looking section here. And it was pretty and it went, but it was like, it that was in my comfort zone. But mm-hmm. I went with this lime green instead. Ew. This one is lemon lime fizz. Yeah. It's like I think electric it makes green. The- yeah, I think it makes the pink really pop. It does. And I think I think this needs to be a two-color brioche. Ooh, yeah, that would be nice. I'm thinking maybe the Garter Snake Cowl by Lavanya Petrucella. Mm, mm-hmm. I like That's that. what I'm thinking. Or her yeah. uh, brioche sock pattern could be fun, too, if you want brioche socks. I don't want brioche socks. They'd be more like house slippers. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I have me and Gage aren't friends. Oh, that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't gauge. I just cast on and hope for the best and or find the person it'll fit. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a bad knitter. No, you're not. I'm a very rogue knitter. Uh, But yeah, these make me super duper happy. They're so bright and fun. I think maybe like in the dead of winter, this will be a really fun to do like maybe that garter snake cow to like, you know, get a little colorful joy in your life. Mm-hmm. That sounds nice. And let's see. Yes, yes, yes. And then the last thing I got was uh, something my husband found in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so my husband um, is a little woodland gremlin and he found a pair of ram's horns one they're so cool yeah they're really neato and he he got them for me he's like babe i found something for you for your witch stuff (laughs) and i'm like yay i think they're really cool and he's like he's like we could use them as drinking horns and i'm like no i i'm not gonna drink out of them but they're yours you found them you do what you like but I think they would be really good for fall time decorating, like, in, you know, cornucopia seasons. This yeah. is Yeah. Put some gourds horn. up in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even like, you know, eventually making myself like a cool headdress. That would be sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got a pair of horns for all my witchy needs. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what about you? Did you get anything? I did not. 
I know we're both getting something in the mail that I don't know about you, but I've been tracking it. I haven't tracked mine since yesterday because I figured it's yeah. going to take a while because it's coming from it's Japan. Probably, it's probably <laughs> going to take a while. We both ordered cheaply inspired yarn from Big Little Yarn Co., which we're eagerly anticipating. Yeah! Sweet. That means that we can talk about occult corner stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got it in my head to talk about the lore and just generally talk about crossroads and crossroads magic, which is cool. So I first this first popped into my like realm of knowledge because I'm a supernatural fan. And I've seen that show, episode. Oh, they do it throughout the whole. I the saw whole the first thing. episode. You saw the <laughs> first time they, they summon a crossroads demon. So yeah, in the show Supernatural, which it's a, it's its own thing. I don't want to talk too much about it, but they the main characters go to crossroads to summon demons, and there's uh, an association with all sorts of stuff with crossroads that I learned in my googling. So, crossroads are can be thought of in like Western lore as a liminal space, um, kind of between worlds. Like some of the um, Wheel of the Year holidays are thought to be that way. But this is this is more of a physical location than a time of the year. And there's also the literal symbolism of the crossroads, you know, as far as decision making or places where one might get turned around or lost or make a make a choice, be it right or wrong. So uh, I like antiquity so i looked up stuff about uh how the greeks thought about crossroads and they seem to think they had two different gods of the crossroads for different kinds of crossroads and it seems like at four-way crossroads where two roads would intersect um perpendicularly uh the god who was thought to be in charge of that was hermes who was a protector of travelers and they would often put up busts of Hermes for people to observe whatever religious stuff they were doing at those crossroads. And Hermes is a god more associated with the daytime. That was a little different at uh, crossroads where it was uh, three roads that intersected, as in like, you know, like a fork in the road. Mm-hmm. Three roads are involved in the intersection. Those three-way intersections were associated with the goddess Hecate, who is a uh, a, a threefold goddess, like many ancient religions and mythologies have a threefold goddess. There's like the fates, like even in Game of Thrones, they have like the maiden, the mother and the crone, like that sort of thing. Hecate was a goddess that encompass, encompassed all of that and could be a, an occult corner all on her own. So I'm not going to go too into it, but she's more associated with nighttime and with, with liminal spaces and borders. So it makes a lot of sense that she would be associated with these three-way intersections. So it's interesting. The four-way intersections were protected by Hermes, who is a daytime god, and the three-way intersections by Hecate, who's a nighttime dog. God. I said dog because dogs were one of her familiar animals. Ah. Um, because she's a goddess of liminal spaces and portals and doorways, and dogs are watchdogs. They guard doorways and entrances and exits. Cool. I was going to save more of that for like more of a discussion on Hikate, but I guess my little uh, verbal slip there, let me talk about it a little bit. And so Hikate is the Greek manifestation of this God, but there's also, it's a, it's a pretty common archetype of the female uh, threefold kind of witch character. And it might've had uh, Egyptian roots or Anatolian roots, Anatolia being uh, modern day Turkey. So I just like the interconnectedness of all the Mediterranean regions in ancient time. And a lot of times 
two, um, Hecate as a goddess of crossroads, uh, a lot of the magic and rituals about her involve keys because like she's the patron of these crossroads as well as portals and doorways, mm-hmm. which I thought was neato. That's cool. But progressing on from Greek in the medieval times, um, crosswords were used for burial places and actually execution sites for criminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the obvious reason was so that lots of people would see it because if it was a prominent intersection, but also too, it was a place for those people to be buried because they, it was thought that the crossroads might confuse the spirits and the spirits wouldn't wander into town to harass the residents of the town who might've, you know, executed them. So there's that. And then demon summoning at crossroads kind of became a thing in the 1500s through like the 1800s when that was most popular as a aspect of of western or european folklore but if you wanted to look up some more stuff on it about crossroads potentially being a, a place for summoning i know crossroads are um, definitely a part of voodoo or hoodoo practice, but like neither of us have any African heritage. So that is not something we're going to speak on, um, as well as the crossroads do factor into some of the traditions of the Roma people. But again, we encourage you to go seek out a teacher from one of those traditions that is not us. But the most famous case or I guess tale of the crossroads being a place to summon summon demons and make packs is the case of the famous blues musician, Robert Johnson, mm-hmm. who you can learn about in the most recent episode of Lore. I will we'll put it in the show notes. It's episode 177. They do a little bit on the tale of Robert Johnson. So I would advise either. It's a pretty neat tale about somebody who became really good at playing the guitar all of a sudden. And it only lasted for a certain number of years. So definitely go check out that lore episode and or I'm sure there are tons of people who are experts in, you know, the hoodoo practice or just blues history who are more apt to tell the tale than I am. So, yeah, go Google Robert Johnson, who is America's most famous tale of somebody gaining uh, immense skill out of a very rumored deal at a crossroads. Do you have any uh, thoughts or feelings about the role of crossroads in in our um, mythology or witchy practice? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was, I thought it was really interesting, uh, the different like iterations throughout history. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you could, there's there's crossroads deities in every single culture with different, different iterations, some being more on the lines of a trickster or like the fae who are there to confuse and bamboozle travelers and some more like Hermes who are more of guides. Mm-hmm. I think Hikate kind of falls in the middle. She, as far as whether she's there to confuse or help. Yeah. Help travelers. I think that depends on your relationship with that goddess. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Well, that's about all I had on Crossroads. If you guys had any thoughts or feelings about crossroads definitely drop us a comment we'd love to hear it that's about it for me if we wanted to do a little bit of self-promo and then be on our way yes tell us about your kickstarter emily i have a kickstarter running right now it's called magical merit badges a witchy pin collection and it's fully funded on kickstarter it uh yeah there are 15 pin yes there are 15 pin designs right now that are all unlocked 
So you can back for any of those. Uh, and there are also holographic stickers available of all of the designs. Uh, the pins have rose gold metal uh, and are going to be hard enamel. So that is cool. And they are all inspired by different merit badges. Uh, like if you could earn a merit badge for being a different type of witch. So that is fun. Uh, there's a bunch of different types like green witch, cosmic witch, kitchen witch. There's a, the new one is book witch. Uh, I like so- it because... Lots of people might have a strong feeling of identity towards one, but lots of people might feel several of these things. And it, it would be, it's nice to just have all of them together. Like, it's yeah. sweet. Yeah. Uh, and I have added some things that are not pins to the Kickstarter because it's going so well. So there is a divination coin now, and that is also fully unlocked. Uh, so that's definitely happening. And it is a two-sided hard enamel coin. One side has uh, a white background with like lace metal detailing and a sun. And the other one has black background with the lace metal detailing and then the moon and some stars. So you could flip that for yes or no questions or 50, 50 divination stuff, uh, or just carry it around in your pocket. Cause it looks cool. Yeah. I definitely like most crafters, I feel the urge to fiddle with something. And that seems like a good fiddle object for my pockets. And also I remember you saying too, is there, is there ever a need for 50, 50 decisions in role-playing games? Yes. Yes. Sometimes. Yeah, you, if uh, you're, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're into one of those sorts of games and you need a a 50-50 choice, is it is it called a dice if it's just a 50-50? Yeah, sometimes. Uh, some, people would, some people will call that a D2, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be a cool one if you are doing some sort of fantasy-themed role-playing game that would fit right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also th- I have just added a necklace version of the floral crescent moon, which we're pretty close to unlocking right now. Um, mm-hmm. So that will have the little floral crescent moon design and a chain. Uh, and then I have recently added uh, charms slash stick stitch marker designs, uh, which will be a little like half inch to three quarters inch charms uh, with a lobster claw clasp. And they are kawaii versions of the four tarot suits. Um, They're so cute. I really like them. Uh, That unlocks at $15,000. It's not unlocked yet, but hopefully we get there because I think they're really cute. Uh, And I would like to have them. I too would really like to have them. And my plan is when it gets unlocked, I'm definitely going to add on the necklace. And uh, if the charms follow, I want to clip the charms onto the necklace. It'd be super cute. It would be super cute. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm excited. Wow. Oh, and other big news for the Kickstarter because we hit $10,000. All of the backers who are backing pins or who back uh, three or more stickers, if you're just doing stickers, get two free stickers now. I'm giving that you are always getting one free sticker, but I added an extra free sticker design to say thank you to backers because the Kickstarter is going so well. And the new uh, sticker design is a little floral potion bottle. So it's like a little teardrop shaped bottle with like a cork and there's a moon in there and some like lavender uh silhouettes going on so i think that's fun it's really cute i'm excited well sweet thank you so 
yeah. So if you can, if you want any of those things, definitely back the Kickstarter, or if you want to just spread the word, every mention on social media helps. Uh, same goes with us as the Fiber Coven. You can find us various places around the internet. You can find my hand-dyed yarns on Etsy as Valkyrie Fibers Tahoe. And I am Valkyrie underscore fibers on Instagram. You can find all of my stuff at kittywithacupcake.com that has links to my Etsy, to my Instagram, to my Ravelry and Payhip, all of the things. Uh, It also has a link where you can sign up for my newsletter if you want to be informed of when the pins are up for pre-order or when a new pattern is coming out, all that kind of stuff. Nice. And you can find us together everywhere around the internet as Fiber Coven. We're on Instagram, on Patreon. We have a rock and discord group. Come hang out with us. Mm -hmm. Sweet. So until next week, Coven, keep making yarn magic. Bye. Bye.